just remember that's their job. That's what that's what they're supposed to be doing. It's not about you. It's not about them. It's just about making the book better. best-selling and award-winning author of the kick-ass Vanessa Michael Murrow thrillers and this is the Taylor Stevens show with my good friend Steve Campbell where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. Taylor we never talk anymore because you've been so busy with these copy edits and I saw on Facebook today we're recording on Friday April 13th I saw on on Facebook today that you had finished I have finished. I'm so happy to have finished. (laughs) And the topic today, not surprisingly, is going to be the copy edit process. And we will get to that. But now we're just going to talk about the, wow, I feel great because the copy edits are done. I do, but I don't (laughs) because it took me so long. Normally, the copy edit process takes me about a week. This was a three-week process of which one of the weeks, the last week, was, and I I know people probably think I'm being hyperbolic or however you pronounce that word, it was literally 13 to 14 hour days, day after day after day until I hit send. So I'm very relieved to be done with it, but all that time, nothing else got done. So I'm three weeks behind in answering email. I have just this buttload of stuff that needs to be taken care of that just now it's all on me all at once. So I don't even have a chance to really catch my breath. It's just like, click, send, go. All right. What else needs to be taken care of? So what this, are the emergencies? This means it was your fault we didn't have a show last week. Yeah, let's run with that. <laughs> <laughs> we had, if, you, if you're a, a regular listener, you know that at the, at the end of our last episode, I just kind of tossed out the grenade saying we might, not, we might not have a show next week. And Taylor's like, oh, oh really? <laughs> and then on Monday, she's contacting me like, are we going to record today? And and it was me who wasn't able to do it, not Taylor. But for, for all very good reasons, Steve was not slacking. He also is very busy and has other stuff going on, too. But the good news is because we didn't take that time to record, you were able to get your copy edits done. So I did it for you. Yes, of course. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to get to the to the topic of copy edits? Yes, let's do it. All right, you mentioned the copy edit process. And the copy edit process normally takes you a week. This time it took much longer. What is the copy edit process for you? Well, I think we have to back that up and go even before the copy okay. edit process for me. Um, because... While this whole ordeal was going on, I was also making jokes inside some some haha that's a little too close to home not really funny jokes uh, inside the Facebook group, the Taylor Stevens Fan Club, Club Facebook group. And um, what I noticed continually over and over through the replies to that is I would say copy editor and people would reply back editor. So there's a real misunderstanding between what a copy editor is and where that fits in the whole publication process, right? So you have your editor, that is your acquiring editor, that is when when your agent is submitting your manuscripts to publishers, she's not actually submitting it to publishers, she's submitting it to acquiring editors within the publishing house. So that when the publisher, quote unquote, buys your book, 
the what has really happened is an acquiring editor has convinced the people who control the money within the publishing house to obtain the rights to your the print rights to your manuscript. So the acquiring editor is the person who has their hands in everything. They're like the master planner for this book. And they when they do the editorial process with you, they're going through the book in terms of plot and um, pacing and characters and if there's plot holes or things that don't make sense and all of that stuff, the editor, your main editor is the one who's working with you on that. And during that process, they also will find, like, I don't think this word's supposed to be used that way. I don't understand why this character did that. And they, they also will find small things and keep working with you until it's as polished as possible. Then... Once you both have signed off on it, it goes to the copy editor. And what the copy editor is doing, copy editors are like um, grammarian savants. <laughs> they, just, <laughs> they just have this arcane, just immense library of knowledge in terms of grammar. And, and how everything all works together. And so they're going through deleting commas, inserting commas, telling you why you can't use that word there, suggesting replacement words, and they basically are nitpicking you to death. For a good reason, obviously. I mean, that's their job. And then they will, if they don't understand things, they'll query you like, what exactly does that mean? And did you really mean to use this word? Because the dictionary says blah, blah, blah. I've never seen this used word, this word used that way before. And I find no reference of it here, either, all these other resources either, on and on and on like that. And he stood up on this page, but he was already sitting down on this page. Please see, note, blah, 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 blah. And so it's just, they, it's nitpicked to death, but that's what it takes to get the manuscript cleaned up. So the process that I have just been through was the copy edited process. So now your turn, Steve. All right, Taylor, <laughs> let's talk about the copy edit process. And let's start with first, technically, how it works. How do you get the manuscript back from the copy editor? Does it come in a box or does it come in a file? That is a great question. Um, in the old days, and I say this with my fingers quoting very sarcastically in the air because I've been in this industry for, I don't know, seven years and it's changed so much. We used to get them as a big, huge thump on our doorstep of however many pages that thing is printed out and all the copy editor's notes were in pencil and you had to do all your replies, fixes, corrections, accepting or rejecting of these edits in pencil also, color pencils. Now the process is done primarily through digital. Um, so you get a file back in Word all using the Word revision process. So it's all marked up. When The Mask was published, my former publisher was already trying to switch me over to doing digital. And I was like, no, 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 I want paper. And then a few years passed and now I'm doing this again and I no longer have the option. When was the paper. mask? 2015? Yes. Okay. All right. And so now for me, paper is no longer an option. So I'm imagining that pretty much it's standard at this point that copy edits, all the editing process is going to be done digitally and it comes in a file. 
And is it is your reaction to the edits the same or different based on the way that you see them now? As you know, the the drop of a this huge block of paper on your on your desk where you go through it a page at a time versus scanning through a word document is 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 it easier to go oh my god there's a lot here um i much prefer paper uh, i like the tactile experience of being able to turn pages it helps me more than just um looking at the to see it to see it like the whole big picture um it's not just on the page, it's where it is in relation to everything else in the book. And when I'm doing it digitally, A, I can't do that, I can't see it, but also I have to keep flipping back and forth between the revision version and the final version. So this is what it looks like in revisions all messed up, and this is what it would look like in final with all those revi- you know with all the markups removed to actually see what it looks like in between all the squiggles and lines and text being crossed out and and whatever. So for that in itself it made make digital makes it more difficult and the other is that when it's digital your thing you're you're in there right so you start messing with stuff that maybe you wouldn't mess with so much on paper because on mm, paper it's printed out you can't manipulate the text mm-hmm. but in digital you it, that option is there it's basically this is the same document i've been typing on all along now it just has some new colors in it you know um what makes it made this particular process somewhat difficult for me is that as part of the instructions that came with this was don't delete any of the copy editor's edits, which baffled me because when you delete an edit, it doesn't delete it. It just marks it out. So it's still obviously there. So in the end, like, what if I just wanted to get rid of a comma? What if I just wanted to get rid of a semicolon? You can't just write what you want it to look like. You have to write, rewrite the whole sentence or the whole paragraph. So there was so much more work involved for me than there would have been if there was paper. If there was paper, I could have just X'd it out and said, or studied it and said, leave it alone. And that would have been that. So that's one of the reasons why it went from a one-week process to a three-week process, because there's so much more hands-on, have to do, have to change, get into the document and fix and I'm, it make, I'm sure it makes a lot of sense on the back end, though, because whenever copy edits before would get turned in, it's really easy to miss something on page if, if, if it's just one comma or one whatever, then they, you get the next pass back and there's so many things that weren't correct that you had said to change this or you had rewritten something and they misunderstood because they couldn't read your handwriting. Mm -hmm. I I feel bad for people trying to read my handwriting. Um, And so when you got the next pass back, there were so many errors that had been introduced in the copy edit process. And I'm going to be really curious to see what this is like now in digital, if doing it this way actually helps to cut down on the errors that get inserted during copy editing. All right. You said some things that that were unclear to me. So I'm going to ask some really specific questions and they might just, maybe I just miss, misheard. Um, you mentioned like two different versions, one with the changes showing and one without the changes, essentially meaning with all the changes accepted. Is that what you were looking at? Two different versions? 
when you go, when you're in revision, the revision mode mm -hmm. in Word, it gives you four options uh, of what you can look at. One is your original manuscript. One, the second is the original manuscript with edits that had been made to it. The third is the final version of what it would look like. So like if something's been deleted or crossed out in a revision, when you look at the final version, you don't see any of those markups. You only see what's left, what's remaining. And then the fourth option that it gives you is the final version with the markups. So you can switch how it appears on your screen based on what it is you need to see. So I would spend a lot of time switching between the final with the markups and the final without the markups. Oh my gosh, that sounds tedious. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but that was the only way for me to actually see what it really looked like. Because so much of the, for me, for writing, is how does this actually flow on the page? You know, if you have a lot of paragraphs that end with only one word on the final line, that's not a very visually pleasant reading experience. So how the words look on the page almost sometimes matters as much to the reading experience as it does what words are being used on the page. So mm. it's very, um, that's the same kind of OCD that would have me go, wait, that letter is one off, you know, one millimeter off from that. That's not lined up properly. Not everybody has that brain problem. <laughs> All right. And when you finished, you, you mentioned that you were not allowed to delete their changes. So what did it look like? What did the version that you sent them look like? Did it just have all of their changes plus other changes that you made plus comments that you made? So I don't know if I did this correctly or not, but not being able to delete the changes was very frustrating to me. So what I would do is I especially if it was a longer paragraph or whatever, I would redo it, just insert the whole thing exactly how I wanted it, incorporating into my version whatever changes I liked from the previous version. And then I would go through and delete everything else of that paragraph of the old stuff, except for the copy editor's changes. So it would be like comma, like my text would be deleted, then there would be a comma left. Okay. My text would be deleted, then there would be a semicolon. My text would be deleted, there'd be one word that the copy is. So it would be like the, the paragraph that I wanted, and at the very end, what you would see in the, the final version would be like, and, comma, semicolon, had, period. All right. Well, let's, let's step back and take a big, a big picture view of this. When you got the file, did you begin working on it right away from page one and just like dealing with the comments in a sequential manner? Or did you look through them all first and then decide? Oh, I, look, I looked through them all first, but it wasn't to decide what to do with them. It was how much work is this going to be? Like mm -hmm. <laughs> you can tell sort of from how many comments are in there and what the comments are saying, like, oh boy, that's going to be hard. Like a small comment, like the word stared is used this many times in the manuscript, consider cutting that down. That's mm -hmm. a really small comment that could involve half a day's worth of work because you don't just go and delete stared. You've got to find a way to rewrite the sentence so that whatever movement beat the stared was offering is now replaced with something else that is equivalent, but 
not identical. And so that could be a huge amount of work. Whereas a really long comment saying, you know, in this sentence, the antecedent has no whatever, blah, 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 blah. I just go, blah, 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 <laughs> and just change it. And I don't even like, it's just, it makes my head hurt. So it's more like I'm scanning it to see how much, how many big issues am I going to have to deal with? I'm looking. It's also because I didn't go through a proper editorial process with this one. I knew my editor would be making notes in it as well. And I was looking to see, you know, this chapter moves a little bit slowly. Um, oh, that consider- kind of thing was in there as I, well? No, there wasn't. Okay. But I was expecting there to be. So okay. um, I was looking to see how, how bad's the damage? You know, what's this going to be like? And then once I kind of got a sense of it, then I basically went back to the beginning and just all the way top to bottom. Was it fairly consistent, like each page had eight comments or something like that? Or would you go through a few pages with very few and then, you know, it would just be a barrage of comment bubbles to the right? Um, it, yeah, it's really hard to answer because there'd be lots of pages that didn't have any comments on them, but it would have edits inside the text. And can you, were you allowed to accept those edits? Well, that's the whole, that's the whole, whole, well, no, like I'm not supposed to mess with it. If the, there's no accepting, no deleting. Okay. If, if the, if I accepted it like mentally, like, yes, I want to do that. Then I just left it as it was. If I didn't like it and I wanted to remove it, I had to rewrite it as I wanted it to be. Okay. For me, like punctuation is my biggest weakness. And so I don't often mess with any of the punctuation that comes in on a copy edit. This time I did somewhat, but I I sent a note to my editor to say, this is what I did. I'm not sure I did it right. Here's why I did what I did so they can like correct it. But um, where I have the hardest time is if a copy editor messes with my voice, my style of writing, they're supposed to tell you you're not using this word properly. They'll make changes that even if they don't tell you you're not, they'll, they'll make changes like suggesting it. And some copy editors are really good at mimicking your style. Like they get it. They get what you're trying to do. And even though it might break the grammar rules in some places, they know where those rules can be bent a little and they work with it. And they're really just saving you from yourself doing something really, really stupid. And other copy editors are just by the book, you know, formalizing everything. And um, there are some ways that we speak just because it's it's more natural to the tongue. Like one of the things that I do often, it ends up in, in the, the narrative often is like he only had one way of knowing. And the copy editors will sometimes change that to he had only one way of knowing, um, things like that. And sometimes the formalizations can really ruin it just because That's not how we're used to hearing it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the rules have to be broken for the sake of the flow and not breaking that that reading trance. And really good copy editors who are, and I don't want to say copy editors are good or bad, it's just some copy editors are more used to working with specific genre and others might be better suited to a different genre or more formalized, like nonfiction or whatever. So if you get a copy editor that is very formal and they're changing all your informal way of doing it to the formalized way of doing it, then it doesn't really work very well. You get a kind of a funky mix of 
you know, genre writing and very uh, proper. <laughs> and so I've, I've done this enough times now that I've kind of, I, oh, okay, I get how this is. But every copy editor is different. You would think that the rules are all the same, but they're enforced differently by different copy editors. So each time it's a new experience. And um, I, I feel really sorry for, for those who are new. Like I lucked out so well with the informationist. I got such a good copy editor. That was my introduction to the copy editing experience. And I was just like, wow, this person really knows what they're doing. And then with The Innocent, I got a copy editor who queried me. There was this scene where Logan is asleep on a train. He's lulled to sleep by the rhythm of the wheels against the, the tracks. And the copy editor queried me and said, is this an old-fashioned train? Because trains don't have wheels anymore. And that stunned me. I, like, I was like, oh, my God. Uh, uh, this is just such a common thing. I've been on trains around the world. This is just such a common thing that I take for granted. How, and, but she was so confident. Trains don't have wheels anymore. And I was like, uh, I actually went and Googled it, like trying to find pictures to, to make sure I was right. That's how it, hard off it threw me. And when I realized how wrong it was, I had such a hard time trusting anything else she said in that copy. I was like, how could someone be so smart but so dumb at the same time? Sorry, I'm not trying to badmouth anybody. That's just what was going through my head. So it can be the copy editing experience can be very different. Copy editors are just people. They're doing their best based on their own training, based on their own knowledge. And you can be really tempted to say horrible things about them, like how could you be so stupid? But I pretty much figure they're saying the same thing about us. Like, what a moron, you know? Don't they know that this is not how you use that word? Have you ever used the same copy editor more than once? And I know you don't get to choose the copy editor, but has, has it ever happened where you've had the same copy editor for consecutive books? Yes, but not for consecutive books. Uh, I, I don't know the copy editor's names, technically, mm -hmm. um, because there's this layer like you never personally you the author never interact with the copy editor and i think that's probably on purpose <laughs> because... i'm guessing so if, if it's a <laughs> if it's a thing <laughs> well because i think authors are really tempted to get snarky like the copy editor is just doing their job right and they're doing a very necessary job but it's thankless and it's no win because what works for one author would totally piss another author off, just that it's personalities and style. And so a lot of times when you're having your document nitpicked to death, you want to snark at the person, especially when you know they're wrong. And so for good reason, it's like, no, we shall not let these two parties ever be involved with each other, right? And so when with my old publisher, when they asked me about copy editing, I was like, whoever did the informationist, whoever did the doll, those were amazing copy editors. If you can get one of those again, I would be just so happy. And so they were able to get one of them again, but I don't remember which one it was. No. All right. Advice for someone who is in the process of having their first book traditionally published and they don't have the copy edits back, but they're going to get them. What advice would you give someone who's never going through this process before when faced with this file that comes in? 
Well, first off, if you've already been through the editorial process, the copy editing process is pretty easy in comparison. If you've been through, uh, not all editorial processes are the same. So different editors have different styles, but generally the editorial process is grueling, just grueling. So if you've been through that, then the copy edit process is a walk in the park in comparison. The second is that it's your decision. The whole reason that they're sending this document to you is for you to say yes or no on all these questions that the copy editor raises. The third is don't let ego get in the way. It can be really frustrating, annoying to have someone messing with your voice, messing with your work, especially someone you don't know and who's asking you all these questions like they are something important. Just remember that's their job. That's what that's what they're supposed to be doing. It's not about you. It's not about them. It's just about making the book better. So don't rule things out of hand just because you're irritated. Also, you don't have to accept things out of fear that something bad is going to happen to you, like you're going to make your publisher angry or um, that you don't know what you're doing. In this whole process, the whole publishing process, the only thing that you, the author, have any control over are the words on the page. Those words are yours. So if you don't agree with something because it's not you, you're under no obligation to accept it. But at least take it under consideration because there's a reason somebody has pointed it out. Okay. And so you finished, you sent it back. What was your state of mind when you sent it back? Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God this is done. Um, and not because necessary, like, not because it's not fun. I and mean, it's not really a fun process because nobody likes to be nitpicked to death. But just because I wanted to be over, I have other things I need to do. Just let's get this over with. But I can't also half-ass it. Like, I, ha I have to treat it seriously because this temptation and to just go, okay, 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 accept, 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 or reject, reject, just because you want to get it over with. But I, like I said, the words of the page, the, people are going to look at those and go, oh, that Taylor, oh my God, why is she using so many commas? And I'm like, I didn't, the caveater put them in there. <laughs> <laughs> but when the commas are the one thing that I just like, I don't know, I don't know if it's supposed to be there or not, I just have to take her word for it. But for everything else, I was just like, I have to take it seriously. So when it's done, I'm just like, oh, thank God it's over. I don't have to do this anymore. I can go take care of other stuff that needs to be taken care of. Like recording this podcast. Well, this is fun. <laughs> yes, but we – it would have taken time away from getting the copy edits finished and you would have felt stressed. And once again, I didn't let us record last week for your benefit. So yay me. Yes, Steve. All right. You get an ice cream. Thank you uh, for the information on copy edits and, and the background on the different ways that ed the editing process works in traditional publishing because it is – it's much different for indie authors where they will just typically have one, one editor, maybe two, that, that does everything. So it's a much different process at your end of things. So this is it for this week's show. Thank you guys uh, very much for listening. We will be back again next Tuesday. Yes, we will, and we hope that you're here with us too.